The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, September 22nd edition, 15 game loaded slate to break down some interesting high-end pitching options, and then a bunch of, hmm, what should we do with this? It's going to be really, really interesting. Your weather, for the most part, looks like should be rain-free unless something weird pops up. Um, in the Mets, Washington at Mets game, wind blowing in from left center to center at 14 miles an hour. And then in Texas and Oakland, in Oakland at night, late night, blowing out to right center at about 12 miles an hour. Other than that, things look pretty normal across your landscape. When we look at the totals on the game, Cardinals, Pirates, 8.5, Rays, Orioles, 9.5, Yankees, Blue Jays, 9, Red Sox, Reds, 9.5, Twins, Tigers, uh, uh, Norris is making the start for the Tigers, so there's no total yet as he is filling in versus Gibson. Nationals, Mets, 8.5. Guess Selman is pitching instead of um, instead of DeGrom. So that total is likely to change. So keep that in mind. That that total is likely to go up. Cubs, Brewers, 9. Phillies, Braves, 9.5. Royals, White Sox, 9.5. Angels, Astros, 8. Marlins, D-backs, 9. Rangers, A's, 9.5. Indians, Mariners, 8.5, Rockies, Padres, 8.5, and, and Giants, Dodgers, 7.5. So some interesting totals, especially if you look at pitching matchups across baseball. But, you know, you got 1-8 and some 8.5s, and, and then that 7.5 in L.A. between Samarja and Rich Hill. Two pitchers we will take a look at. But speaking of pitchers, let's dig in with your top-priced options. you got three guys over 10Ks, and they're all in play for me if you want to pay up. You have Verlander at 12-6 at the Houston Astros. If any of you listened to the Around the Bases episode 30, the recent one with myself and Mo, we talked about the potential Houston rotation in the postseason. And Verlander has been straight filth since coming over to the uh, to the Astros. Absolutely filthy. He's been great in the second half of the season, and that's a trend he's shown most of his career. But in the in his three starts with the Angels, he's thrown seven uh, – or. Total of 21 innings, 7, 8, and 6. He's given up 1, 0, and 1 earned, 10, 9, and 7 strikeouts. 35-4 at home versus Seattle. 38-2 at the Angels, 25-3 at Seattle. Straight filthy. 
outstanding stuff with Verlander. The strikeouts have been there big time, especially in the second half. Now the Angels don't strike out a ton. They strike out 19.4% of the time. And he has a big flight ball rate. But he's absolutely outstanding. 3.59 total. Lefty's 3.08. Righty's 2.73. If you want to take the Verlander train in Houston, no problem. Um, everybody has a risk, but I have no problem taking that risk with Verlander. Zach Greinke's a nice one here because everyone's going to be pissed off with the way the Diamondbacks pitching's been. And I don't blame you. You go to San Diego, you should be knocking that team down, and they didn't. But you get Zach Greinke at 12,100 back at home against the Miami Marlins. And Greinke's been outstanding at home. Averaging 24.6 points a game compared to 18-4 on the road. A 2-3-3 ERA, 128 strikeouts, and 112 innings pitch. He's faced Miami once this year. Pretty sure that was in Miami, too. Seven innings, four hits, one earned, eight Ks for 30.2 DraftKings points. Uh, Granke, 36-2, 20 28-22-8, 23-9. Just pure, pure good stuff out of Granke of late. And the Marlins team does strike out at a 21% clip. Um, you got the 27.4% ground ball rate, 40, 27.4% strikeout rate, 47% ground ball rate for Granke. The, tw- uh, the Marlins have the third lowest total at 369. Lefty's 270, righty's 266. Granky is definitely in play for me as well. He could be a nice pivot off of Verlander because people like to avoid Chase Field, like to avoid the Arizona pitching of late. So you could take Granky and be a little contrarian and save 500. Or you guys could dip all the way down to Masahiro Tanaka at 10300 bucks at the Toronto Blue Jays. Tanaka coming off a 25.8 point performance at home versus Baltimore in seven innings, two hundred eight Ks. He has seven or more Ks in three of his last four starts. We had those three starts. He's got 20 or more DraftKings points against Toronto this year. Three starts, 17 in the third, seven earned, 14 Ks, averaging 15.9. Um, the last you know month or so, just outstanding stuff. He got beat up at Toronto the last time he faced them in Toronto. So keep that in mind. It, it is always risky in the Rogers Center. But Tanaka's stuff has been much, much better. 21% strikeout rate for the Blue Jays. Tanaka, 24.6 strikeout rate. Ground ball rate approaching 50%. Low hard contact. Lots to like with Tanaka. And the Blue Jays, 4-2-4 total. As you got lefties, 327. Righties, 332. That number continues to drop down. Uh, their Woba is just barely above average at 312 versus righties. But they do have a very nice ISO. So they have some very nice power versus righties at 175. So keep all that in mind, but Tanaka can be in play and will probably be overlooked in all their matchups. So when you're ranking up top, I go, it's pretty much in order. Verlander 1, Granky 2, Tanaka 3. But I like the, um, and then if you want to go GPP upside, you go reverse. Tanaka, Granky, Verlander, because um, they have these tougher matchups, but the upside's huge. Ownership should be much lower. So you look at them in that angle. Now, when we drop down even lower, below 10K, it gets interesting. You got guys like Rich Hill at 9,400 at home against the San Francisco Giants. Rich Hill's a guy I just can't stand because, <coughs> like his last start, 75 innings pitch, or 74 pitches in five innings, but he, he's got the strikeout upside, got you 25.5 points. Start before that, 88 pitches, only 13-1. 87-25-7. Got blown up at Arizona. Then he threw that almost complete game shutout um, but for the most part, it's like 85 pitches or below. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, he has faced the Giants twice this year in 10 and two-thirds innings. He has nine strikeouts. He's averaging 17.7 points, almost averaging 18 points to start. The Giants don't strike out a ton. That's one thing to think about. 19.3% of the time versus lefty. Hill striking out almost. He's over 29% strikeout rate. Uh, and the Giants team total 
is the lowest on the slate at 306. Lefty's 369. Righty's 266. Giants offense been bad all year. So Rich Hill at 94, I can't ignore. If he gets you six innings, he's going to be tremendous. If he gets you five with some strikeouts, it's there. It's just can't he get the strikeouts. He's shown he can do it so far against the Giants on a slate like tonight. You give him a look at 94, he's definitely in play. Yeah, guys like Trevor Bauer, $9,000 at the Seattle Mariners. Bauer coming off a little rough start against Kansas City. Got you 10 points, but prior to that, 24-1, 28-7, 18-1, 18-20.9, a 2.9 hiccup, 29-6, 27-6, 26-4. Bauer's been outstanding the last like two and a half months. Outstanding. Has not faced Seattle this year. He's been better at home than on the road, so keep that in mind if you don't want to take that gamble. Seattle strikes out about 21% of the time going with Bowers 26.1% strikeout rate. Definite upside there. Um, he's gotten better due to working with Kluber on uh, an off-speed pitch, and it's shown shown tremendously. Ground ball rate's up to 46%, and the Mariners' team total is 390, the fourth lowest on the slate. It's lower than the Padres and the Nationals. Um, lefty's 356, righty's 321. Those numbers have been dropping with Bauer. So Seattle does have you know some power threats in that lineup. They are there. Bauer does have some very nice upside at 9,000. Just make sure he doesn't walk the farm, and you'll be in business. Now, a guy I really do like, and you're going to go, Bubba, what are you doing recommending someone against the Padres again? Haven't we learned our lesson? Well, Tyler Anderson was good. He had a couple of runs late in the start, but he got a bunch of strikeouts. Still got you like 15-plus points. That close to being really good. You got John Gray, the, the Rockies ace, at $8,900. And he's coming off a 235 Point performance at home against San Diego. Five innings, two hits, no earned, seven strikeouts. Uh, prior to that, 31 points at Arizona, 79 at the Dodgers, 12-5 at home, 26.7 at Atlanta, 18.8 at Kansas City, 21-3 home versus Atlanta. He had a 22-8 at Washington. John Gray, very good at pitching. He's faced San Diego twice this year, 11 innings, four earned, 14 strikeouts, 20.8 DraftKings points. And there is the big point. The Padres strike out a ton. Um, a 25.1% strikeout rate versus righties. Gray striking about 24% to go along with a 49% ground ball rate. The Padres team total of 396, the fifth lowest on the slate. Lefties 310, righties 321. I am going to battle yet again and might poke my eyes out yet again against the San Diego Padres. But John Gray is my guy. He, 8900 bucks is a phenomenal play tonight. And that is the guy I will be be going in with the last guy i want to mention him is kyle gibson at 8500 bucks has been nothing short of outstanding averaging 17.3 his last 10 18.7 his last time out at home versus toronto at, at home against san diego 27-1 at kansas city 5.8 um, home versus kansas city 24-5 24-2 at toronto 29 at the white Sox. this kid's been good his last start against detroit was on august 11th four four and two thirds three earned six k's for 12.3 that was right about the time we started turning things around. But since he's turned things around, he's been outstanding. The um, Tigers offense, if you break it down, strikeout over 22% of the time. Grace not a big strikeout guy, but in his revolution, quote-unquote, he has been a lot better. His ground ball rate's 50.6%. Still gives up a ton of hard contact. By no means is this a, a sure thing. But GPP-wise, I can see an angle because no one's going to own him. Um so keep him in mind. Lefty's 355, righty's 349 off, off um, Gibson. The Tigers' bats could be in play that are so inconsistently bad all year. But even, like, you saw yesterday against a guy like Mejia, they couldn't even get it done. Um, doesn't mean they won't hit Gibson, but Gibson does have tremendous upside in this matchup, 8500 bucks. 
pretty good upside, similar upside to me as Bauer, not, not maybe the K upside, but going the distance, going farther in the game, stuff like that. Gibson does make an intriguing play at 8,500. So in your 8 and your 9K range, I got Gray 1, um, Gibson 2, Hill 3, Bauer 4 for me. Let's go into your 7K range. And we got Jeff Samarja, $7,600 on the road at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep, that Los Angeles Dodgers, that team that we do continue to pick on because they just have not been consistently good. He's coming off a 22.4-point performance against the D-backs. Got beat up against the White Sox, 29-4 against Seattle, 37-5 at San Diego, a 14-7, 16-1, 13-5, 13-5, 21-2, 32. Honestly, 15 or more is what we're looking for at 7,600. We'd like 20 or more, but we're looking at 15 or more. He's faced the Dodgers twice this year. Um, well, actually, one start because one start didn't happen. DraftKings messed this up. But eight innings, three hits, no earned, 11 Ks, and that one start against the Dodgers. Outstanding stuff. And it is the Dodgers who do strike out more than people think. 22.6% of the time versus righties. Samarja's got a great K rate at 24.5 with a swinging strike rate at 10.1. And he doesn't walk anybody. Ground ball rate's respectable at 42.3. Limits the hard contact. Good pitcher's ballpark at Chavez Ravine. Obviously, any park's a park shift outside of AT&T. And it is the best pitcher's park in baseball. But Samarja's a very good pitcher. And I know lefties can hit him well. It is down to 323. It was higher at one time. Righty's only 292. They have a 444 total. It's below the halfway mark on the slate. Um, they have we know the we know the ISO and the Wobas. The Dodgers can hit. They just haven't done it of late or consistently at all. If they hit tonight, would it surprise you? No. But Samarja is in a really good spot to be a nice contrarian play at 7600 at the Dodgers. And I'll have some like Gray and Samarja lineups, and uh, I'll go to battle and roll the dice if those guys get it done for me late night, and I can surge up the leaderboard and be just happy with that. Uh, this is one that's GPP only, a complete gamble, because I hate John Lackey. He gets destroyed by lefties. He's in a great hitter's ballpark in Milwaukee, but they strike out a ton, and Lackey can do it. Before he got ejected his last start out against St. Louis, 6-6-7 six, six, and seven his last three starts. One of those was Milwaukee, 25.6. He had 28 against Atlanta, 15-1 at Philly. But he has those like minus .8, but then a 19-3, a 19-8, a 13-1, a 22-7 at Milwaukee. Six innings, five hits, two earned seven Ks. So he's pitched great against Milwaukee the last two times he's faced them. So I can't just do the normal John Lackey sucks card because in three starts this year against them, 19 innings, he hasn't given up eight earned, but he struck out 18. That's almost a batter in innings. He's averaging 17.7 DraftKings points against the Brew Crew. And that's that's tremendous at this price tag. With all the question marks we have, it's a little more stability to build around. Um, they strike out almost 26% of the time versus righty. Lackey at 21% K rate. Doesn't walk a ton. Uh, just got to keep the ball in the park, which is a question mark. But just expect them to give up a few runs, but give you six innings or so. Give you a quality start at 7300 bucks. He's almost in our 6K punt range. They have a 4.45 total, which is just barely above the Dodgers. It's .01 above the Dodgers. Lefty's 359, righty's 304. If he got blown up, you wouldn't be surprised at all. But he's pitched really well against them this year. He's pitched really well overall, minus like a couple of hiccups of late. Um, very intriguing play at 7300 bucks. I will definitely look into Lackey and potentially use him more than I usually use at all. You have Marco Estrada at 7100 at home against the Yankees. You usually don't want to target the Yankees, especially in a great ballpark to hit in like that. The Yankees strike out 22.1% of the time, which is nice to go with Estrada's 22.3% K rate. 
massive fly ball guy, which does not bode well against the Yankees, but you never know. This makes for a contrarian play. Lefties hit 299, righties 354 off Estrada. A 476 total is one of the higher on the slate. And overall this year, when it comes to Estrada, he's averaging 12.3 points a game versus the Yankees in his four starts against them, striking out 20 and 22 and a thirds, giving up 14 earned runs. So it's pretty much blow up or great start versus the Yankees. He had a great one his last time out uh, at home. Seven innings, five hits, nowhere in six Ks on August 10th, 27 DraftKings points. So the upside's there, but it's GPP risky because Estrada can also get destroyed. It's one or the other. So at 7100 bucks, though, again, almost in our punt range, he's worth debating. Um, this 7K range here with Samarja, Lackey, Estrada all have the blow-up potential, but their upside is 9K and above guy upside. Like tremendous 20-plus point upside, 25-plus point upside in this 7K range. That's why I wanted to highlight these three as very, very sneaky good options. So in your 7K range, you got Samarja 1, Lackey 2, or, and Estrada 3. And then if you're punting, you're punting with guys like Sean Newcomb at 6,900, which is very nice at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. Coming off 23.8 points at home against the Mets. Um, he's really been better on the road than at home this year, averaging 17.8 on the road compared to 10-3 at home. A lot of that has to do with the ballpark. Um, and his two starts versus the Phillies, 11 innings, three earned, 10 strikeouts, 15.5 points. It's all a matter of walks when it comes to Sean Newcomb because the strikeouts can definitely be there against a uh, a Philly team strikes out 21% of the time versus lefties. He strikes out 23.4%, but a 12.4% walk rate is not a recipe for success. Phillies have a 4.60 total. Um, they do have a little bit of power versus lefties, but that's about it. The Woba is barely, barely respectable at 305 versus lefties. So Newcomb at 69, always risky, but always tremendous upside. Got a guy like Sal Romano at 6,600 at Great American Small Park versus Boston, which is insanely stupid to play probably. But here we are. 31 points at home against Pittsburgh. 14-5 at the Mets. 10 at, at Pittsburgh. At home versus the Mets, 16-7. At home versus the Cubs, 20.4. 19-6 at Atlanta. And that was, then he struggled prior to that. But, but in his last like six starts, outstanding. And he's done a lot of that at home. That Cubs start should stand out to some people. Boston, better than the Cubs, especially when it comes to offense. But it's an intriguing play as a punt play. When you look at Romano down here, um, the Red Sox strike out about 19.6% of the time. Ground ball rate of 52% for Romano. Uh, Red Sox team total is the fourth highest on the slate of 490. Lefty's 320, righty's 344. If you don't want to take the risk, don't play him. It is a strictly GPP. I know I might get minus 10, but I know I can get 20 points that no one else will have because no one's going to own him. So I wanted to bring it up. The uh, the swing is huge with him, but uh, the GPP type angle is massive. Garrett Richards, 6,400 at the Astros, still battling back from the big injury he had. Um, he's made three starts since his return. His last two, 19-5 against Texas, 14-9 against Houston. He's up to about 75 pitches, so they might extend him hopefully to like 90. He's gone five innings in his last two starts, got seven Ks his last time out against Texas. Houston's not a massive strikeout team, which is a big you know, boo-hoo. They strike out 17.3% of the time. He's a big strikeout arm, big ground ball arm, um, big upside at 6,400. just you don't know how far into the game he's going to go. And it's how good he is. Is um, The Astros team total is only 441. Um, in the short, short, short sample, 172 for lefties, 272 for righties. But that 441 is like 10th, 10th lowest on the slate. 
So he's a very intriguing play. You just don't know how long he's going to go. I'm guessing he goes, gets extended 85, 90 pitches would be my guess. Um, in the brief blurb here, I don't see anything. Like I, like I tweeted yesterday about Arietta's pitch count. If I see something, I will let you know. But for 64, definitely has big boy upside. He was the ace of that staff. And then your last gamble, Ubaldo Jimenez, $6,200 at Tampa Bay if Caleb Joseph started. If not, run for Z Hills. And um, Tampa has a ton of lefties that crush Ubaldo. Lefty crush Ubaldo. So if you don't want to punt, there's other options we've already mentioned. But Ubaldo's that guy in a spot like this where he can ball out for you. He can also just get blown up to smithereens. But um, with lefties hitting 405, righties 343. The, the, the Rays do strike out 25% of the time with balls approaching 22% K rate. Massive gamble, but I could see him blowing up. So you're, you're below 7Ks. You got Newcomb 1, Richards 2, Romano 3, Ubaldo 4. Recapping all of your pitching 10K and above. You got Burlander 1, Granky 2, Sanaka 3. You go reverse order for GPPs, though, if you want to gamble. Gamble. Risk upside. In your 8s and your 9K range, you got John Gray, Kyle Gibson, Rich Hill, Trevor Bauer in that order. In your 7s, Samarja, Lackey, Estrada. I really like that range. Risky, risky, but tons of nice upside. And then in your 6Ks, Newcomb, Romano, Richard, or no, Newcomb, Richards, Romano, Jimenez. So tons and tons going on there. And now we get the bats. But before the bats, remember, this is brought to you by thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, we have Facebook. All the stuff goes there. Stuff going on everywhere. You got Bench with Bubba, episode 56, talking Shohei Otani and tons of prospects with Ralph Lifshitz. Bench with Bubba, episode 57, dropped last night. Real quick one with uh, Chris Vanini of... Um, TheAthletic.com, the college football branch, the All-American. Really good stuff. Talking some recent college football info there. You got the Saturday Edge College Football Week 4 podcast with host Doc at Positive underscore Vig bringing you the Week 4 preview. You have the Stacks article for this week's DFS from Nate. He'll have his contrarian piece out later today. You got Taco's report coming this week. Richard's got your, your suicide pool and your survivor pool or your survivor pool and your power rankings tons going on there doc's gonna have your ufc preview it goes down tonight it's in japan goes tonight so doc's Doc's gonna put a little like 15 minute quick pod together for you to to get that get that in for your listening pleasure and there's so much more y'all nascar this weekend i know i'm missing something i have to be there's a lot going around the bases of bubba mo episode 30 oh check out alex i love it. It, it we're getting better and better on that show the two point conversion pod week three myself James and Bucks was outstanding. I know it's long. It's an hour and 43 minutes. We went over all 16 games in pretty good depth for an hour and 43 minutes with our uh, core plays and our our big, bold predictions at the end. I really, really recommend it. I know it's long. Listen to it at like one and a half to two speed if you need to. It's really good stuff. Um, but back to baseball. Those are your pitchers. Here come your bats. You always got Gary Sanchez and pays 4800 bucks in a great hitter's ballpark, but that is steep, so GPP only. Then you slide down to guys like Yadi Molina. He's been red, red hot, and so have the Cardinals. You get Yvonne Nova, and um, lefty 350, righty 306 versus Nova. I still don't mind Yadi at his tag at 39, but then you go to guys like Sal Perez at 38. Always an intriguing play as he gets that price bump, but Evan Gaddis is my guy at 37. Loves hitting lefties. 
Or no, never mind. That's not the guy I'm looking at. Chris Iannetta at 36. That's the one. Read two more spots down. Chris Iannetta loves hitting lefties. They've been hitting him high in the order versus lefties. He's facing Conley in Coors Light, Chase Field. Iannetta at 36. Pretty good option for you there. Farther around you go, we're going to try to save some cash. You can look at a guy like Alex Avila, first base catcher eligible at 34 versus Woodruff. That's not a horrible spot for you there. But uh, the farther down you go, you got the likes of uh, you know James McCambers, Gibson. I'm not looking to fade Gibson entirely though, so don't <coughs> excuse me, don't run to do that. When you're looking at um, the Indians, I guess Erasmo Ramirez, the Indians team total is. 460 lefties 345 righties 282 but um, Jorge Alfaro versus Newcomb at 3200 don't mind that at all for the Phillies Stephen Vogt does hit uh, you mentioned lefties versus Lackey if you're fading Lackey vote at 3100 very very much in play in that matchup you go down you got guys like Jason Castro who's actually hit lefties okay of ladies 3k and in play if he cracks the lineup uh, Brett Nicholas, if he makes it for Texas, he's 2,900 versus uh, Graveman. Don't hate on that one. Tucker Barnhart at 2,900 versus Rick Porcello. I like that quite a bit. Uh, for, the Reds have a 4.60 total. Lefties 354, righties 334 off Porcello. So Barnhart at 2,900, a sub three play. Definitely, definitely in play there. Then the farther down you go, it always gets interesting. You can look at a guy like Sandy Leone versus Romano at 2,700. In Great American Small Park, don't hate that one. The A's are facing Nick Martinez. A's have the second highest total at four nine two. Lefties three fifty seven, righties three forty six. You can get some Nick uh, Bruce Maxwell at twenty six hundred. I love that player. If you're saving money, that's outstanding. Versus Nick Martinez, Bruce Maxwell, folks, great play there. Uh, other than that, you're gonna have to check lineups because a lot of this is kind of like yeah, maybe. You might get like Naraves versus uh, Hamill for the White Sox. The White Sox catcher if he's 2,300. Caleb Joseph versus Cobb at 23 if you want to punt there. So, yeah, check lineups and see what else comes up your way. But Ionetta, Maxwell, those might be might be the two I build around unless you want to pay up for some of the bigger names. First base, you got Conley or Goldschmidt versus Conley in Arizona at 55. That is outstanding. Really, really good play there. Um Freeman at home at 5,500. First base, third base eligible. Love it. Matt Olson, 54 versus Nick Martinez. Lock and load. First base outfield eligible. This is a loaded position most nights, but tonight is ridiculous. Because you can – Goldie's a great play. Freeman's a great play. Olsen is almost a must-play the way he's hitting. You got Rizzo in Milwaukee versus Woodruff at 53 is very solid. Reese Hoskins versus Newcomb at 52 is outstanding. Um, Votto versus Parcella at 48. All are great plays. I'm going to go Olsen just because of what he's been doing. But Hoskins, Goldie, love them all. Votto, I always love. The The good part is you can put Freeman at third, Olsen in the outfield, Hoskins in the outfield, and put Goldie out there. You're going to have no money anywhere else. You have to get really, really creative. You have to pump both your pitchers probably, or at least two of the 7K guys, which I might try to do. Get those four guys in your lineup. You have a ton of power potential. Let's get out of that 5K Captain Obvious range. You got to have the guys like Eric Hosmer at 43 versus Ronaldo Lopez. Ronaldo Lopez, really good stuff. Strikeouts have not been there. Lefty's hitting 353, righty's 274. So a guy like Eric Hosmer at 43, with all those names up top, a lot of these guys down here are going to get way overlooked. So Hosmer is a really, really good play at 43. 
You know Tanaka's pitching well, but it's a great ballpark in Toronto. Justin Smoke, tons of power. Tanaka does give up the long ball. So Smoke at 42 if you want to get super contrarian, or even Eric Thames at 42, both similar upside. Logan Morrison at 41 versus Ubaldo, big power upside in that matchup. Jose Abreu versus Jason Hamill. Abreu was swinging a really, really good bat for like the last month, two months. Um, the White Sox have a 4-6-6 total versus Hamill. Lefty's 324, righty's 327. So a guy like Abreu will be tremendously overlooked at 4K, and he's in a great spot against um, against Hamill. Nothing wrong with that spot at all. Like a Nicky Delmonico, he's first base outfield for the White Sox. He's 37. He's If you want to pay down at first or use him in the outfield, another decent option. Been back and clean up a lot against the right-handed pitching, uh, so keep him in mind. Uh, Ryan Healy versus Nick Martinez. Healy first base, third base at 3,700. We know the power Healy has. It's not been consistent by any means. But uh, had a good little road trip, 9, 5, 6, 17. A goose egg, then a 24, 5, 4, 13. That's his last, like, 10 games. Big power, big total tonight for the A's going up against Nick Martinez. So 30, um, 3,700 for Healy could be a very sneaky play at first base or third base. Uh, Lucas Duda at 35 versus Ubaldo for a punt isn't horrible. Yonder Alonso versus Trevor Bauer at 35 I can understand as a punt play as well. Not horrible there. Adam wins 3400 He hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but it's a nice cheap price tag versus Robert Gesellman. We know he, Robert can get beat up, so there's definite upside on that. Chris Davis, 3300 versus Alex Cobb. Uh, left, or no, that's not it. Uh, Baltimore, 474 total. Lefty's 289, righty's 312. But Cobb can give it up at times, so at 33, you got the upside advantage there. When it comes to the Mets... Yeah, Edwin Jackson's pitching for the Nats. 339 for lefties, 408 for righties. You get Dominic Smith at $3,300 versus Edwin Jackson. Solid punt. Very solid. Um, Tommy Joseph, if he cracks the lineup, 3300 versus Newcomb. Definite punt option there. So there's, if you don't want to pay up, which is absolutely loaded, there's some really good middle price guys. And then down below is great as well. Louis Valbuena versus Verlander at 29. He could take Verlander deep in a heartbeat. He could also strike out four times. Just depends on what contrarian angle you want to go at. But the price tag of all price tags. I missed him at catcher because I didn't scroll far enough. Here's your boy. He's slumped for like a week or two. First base catcher eligible for the San Francisco Giants. Buster Posey versus Richard Hill. Rich Hill. Let me get this for you here. Giants do have the lowest total on the slate. Lefty's 369, righty's 266. Buster Posey, one of the best hitters in all of baseball, at least average-wise, 315 average. He's $2,600. $2,600. First base catcher. Another great catcher's option. I still like Maxwell Moore probably because the match is better, but there's no reason Buster can't get you a multi-hit game in there with maybe running the one because you get a lot of bullpen too of the Dodgers, which has struggled a lot. So there, wow. I don't know. Wow, that's something else right there. All right, second base. So, yeah, pay up, go in the middle, down below. Lots of good options at first base. Depends on how you want to construct your roster, be contrarian or not. Tons of good stuff there. You saw which ones I liked a little more than others. Second base, Altuve at 53 versus Richards. Not bad. But, like, Dozier versus the lefty Norris at 52, you definitely take a deep, deep look at. Jose Ramirez at 4,900 versus Eroso Ramirez. I love that play. He's a third price, second base runner, second base, third base eligible. Great spot versus Erosmo, who lefties hit very very well. 
You go down to the likes of Whit Merrifield at 43 is not bad. Not going to pay that price tag for Lopez. We liked him when he was cheaper. Uh, but Jed Lowry at 41, outstanding versus Nick Martinez. Lowry is straight fire these days, just spitting fire. Dustin Pedroia could be an interesting play at 4,000. He hasn't like had the greatest of years, averaging eight points his last 10, nine points yesterday. Good ballpark. The ballpark's a big reason why you can look into that a little more. But like Yohan Moncada, absolutely love him at 39. I've been preaching him over and over again, averaging 14 points his last 10 games. Power, speed, combo with this kid. He's going to strike out a ton. But, man, when he gets in play, gets on base, he's scary. Facing Hamill at home in a great ballpark to hit in in Chicago. 3900 for Mankata is a phenomenal price tag if you don't want to pay up. Lowry at 41 is great. Mankata at 39 is very, very good as well. Um, if Ian Happ cracks the lineup versus Woodruff, second base alpha, 38. Definite power upside in that matchup. Another great spot here, Scooter Jeanette. We've seen him priced way, way up. He's down to 37 right now against Rick Porcello, still in Great American Small Park. And and lefties have hit Porcello extremely well this year. So Scooter Jeanette at 37, definitely in play. As we drop down farther, like Colton Wong's been okay. He's 3,600 versus Nova, lefty versus Nova if you want to. Neil Walker, against, it's against Lackey at 36. Very solid play there if you're fading Lackey. Just don't be surprised if Lackey throws a gym together. But you know he's likely going to give up a couple runs, at least probably a homer. So you can take your, you take your darts. I understand it. Uh, Drupal Cabrera versus Edwin Jackson at 35. Tremendously cheap tag there at second base shortstop like that a ton. Um, the Mets are discounted tonight. Ozzie Albies uh, at 3500 bucks versus Blake Lively. I like that a ton at second base. Same with Cesar Hernandez, 3500 Lefties Vit Newcomb, just fine. If you're not using John Gray like Solarte or Azuya at 35 are in play for you. The farther down you go, like a Chase Utley at 34 is intriguing, but I'm not running to play him. He's intriguing versus Samarza. Um, Yomer Sanchez, second base, third base at 3,300 against Hamill. Very solid play there. Rubio Dor, 3,300. Very solid GPP power play against Graveman. When you look at Texas, they have a uh, 458 total. Lefty's 305, righty's 362. Odor could fly one out. We, I mentioned the wind's blowing out to right center tonight in Oakland, so keep him on your radar. A John V. Villar at 3,100 versus Lackey. I love Lackey's horrible holding runners on base. So he could run for days if he catches fire there. Other than that, there's all kinds of different options that might pop up. We'll have to check lineups for your below 3K guys later. Third base, Freeman again at 55. You got Arenado at 55, which is a solid play. Chris Bryant, I love. I keep telling you, he's heating up. Another good game yesterday. He's 5K. He got 24 points last night. He's averaging 12 points his last 10. Great ballpark to hit in against Woodruff. 5K for Bryant. Phenomenal play. Jose Ramirez at 49. I already mentioned how much I love him tonight. Yeah, Donaldson's always in play at 47, but I'd probably go elsewhere tonight. Travis Shaw at 44 versus Lackey is great. We mentioned lefties with power versus Lackey. He bats cleanup in that ballpark. So Shaw at 44, definitely worth a look there. Then you scroll down. Guys like Mike Moustakis at 4,100 versus Ronaldo Lopez will be way overlooked. That's a really solid play. We mentioned how lefties have hit Ronaldo very, very well. The Royals have a very solid total tonight, so keep him in mind. Anthony Rendon, only 4,100 versus Kesselman. The Nats are priced like they're facing DeGrom, who got scratched and pushed back to Sunday. So you're going to get the Nats very, very cheap. So Rendon at 41 is in play. Castellanos is in play against anybody for me at 39. I love Castellanos, the way he's hitting lefties and righties right now. Jose Reyes, third base shortstop versus Edwin Jackson at 38 is outstanding. I'd probably use him at shortstop instead of third base, but he is on fire. 
I keep mentioning him to you guys. He's averaging 11.4 his last 10. Great spot there for Reyes. Got Joey Gallo at 37. Always at power upside. Same with Healy at 37. I think Rafael Devers, 3,700 versus Sal Romano. I can see that being a nice contrarian. Third base is loaded today. Candelario at 36 versus Gibson is not bad. Camargo against Lively, third base shortstop at 36. All interesting plays here. Um, I prefer like the Devers, the 37 range. Devers, Reyes type stuff. Maybe some Gallo or, or Healy over the 36. But the 36 is live. Yomer Sanchez at 33 is very live. Mike, Matt Chapman versus Nick Martinez in Oakland at 3,200. Nice lower-priced option for you there. Uh, one I've been using lately since he's been called back up. He might not be in a lineup because he's a right-handed bat, but Devin Marrero for the Red Sox, especially in this ballpark, can be sneaky good if he cracks the lineup for cheap. He's 3K. Again, Louis Van Buena, 29. Got J.P. Crawford at 2,900, third-base shortstop eligible. I like that quite a bit if he cracks the lineup as a punt play. As a punt play, let me clarify that. Other than that, we'll have to check lineups and see what pops up. Shortstop. Lindor at 53 is in play. Went deep again yesterday. Trey Turner at 5K versus Gaselman is outstanding. Like that quite a bit. Um... You scroll down a little farther. Bogarts is okay at 46. Don't think I'd pay it. Simeon at 44 is in play. He's been on fire of late. Polanco at 43 versus Norris. Switch hitting. Escobar at 43 as well. Both twins. The twins bats can be nice again tonight. You scroll down some more, and you got guys like Didi Gregorius versus Estrada at 4,100. It's very, very much in play in that ballpark. Could have a field day. But I love Jose Reyes at 38. Those top options are nice. There's some good ones. But Reyes at 38. One of the cheaper plays on this shortstop position. Don't mind it at all. Camargo is at 36. Don't hate him. As Drupal Cabrera at 35, I like a bunch also. So those Mets options are very, very intriguing against Edwin Jackson at those price tags. Can't sleep on those. And as you go farther down, you got Andleton Simmons versus Verlander's 31. You're getting quite the discount there. But I don't really want to fade Verlander. you got Crawford at 29, who I do like. I mentioned him already. Other than that... You're going to have to check lineups because a lot of it's like um, Adam Rosales does hit lefties well um, with Conley on the mound. Rosales, 2,600 for the D-backs. He's in play as a punt if you need him. Other than that, check your lineups. Let's head to the outfield position and wrap her up. You got Judge versus Estrada. J.D. Martinez versus Conley at 56 is your top outfield play. That is straight fire right there. Mookie Betts at 5,500 is a solid, solid play versus Romano. He's on fire. Olsen, 54. You know, Blackman's always in play. Stanton's intriguing versus Granky. Don't hate it at all. Hoskins at 52, I love. Dexter Fowler's price has continued to climb as he continues to crush it. It's tough to pay 51 for him around all these other bats, but that's the best part because everyone's going to think that, and he's going to be so low-owned. Against Nova, he's in another great spot tonight. It's not a great American small park, which sucks, so that part downgrades, but Fowler still can't be ignored completely. I understand if you want to go elsewhere. The other names are a lot better situations. But Fowler's still a, go- a good, good option at 5,100. Mike Trout's always in play. I don't care who's pitching. But he's 5K. But Eddie Rosario at 49 is intriguing. Ben Intendi versus Romano in, in um, Great America at 48 is not bad at all. But then A.J. Pollock at 48 I love against Conley and Chase. That is a phenomenal play. Pollock is on fire of late, especially versus lefties. Keep him in mind. Tommy Pham swinging it well at 47. Kiermaier, if he's in the lineup at 46 versus Ubaldo, I like a ton. That's a really good-looking play. 
Aaron Althair has been crushing the ball, righties and lefties, but loves lefties, period. He's 4,600. That's a solid, solid play there. Althair, Braun's hitting everybody right now. He's 45 versus Lackey. I, don't, I can't ignore that one at all. Uh, Buxton versus the lefty Norris at 43 is a very nice play. K with the Chris Davis at 43 is a very solid play. Um, you go down like Eric Thames at 42. You got Adam Jones is okay at 4K. I don't hate that. Nick Castellanos again got that out for the building out 39. Nice price tag there. Schwarber hit a bomb last night in another great spot tonight in Milwaukee at 39. I love him for a sub 4K guy. Very much in play for you there. Jay Bruce at 39 versus Ross Ramirez is an outstanding play. These are kind of guys that get overlooked a lot too. At least Bruce does. So keep those guys in mind when you're building your lineups. Uh, Starling Marte has been in play for me a lot lately. He's swinging a really, really good bat right now. And when you look at the Pirates against Waka, lefty's 312, righty's 323. So... Um, Marte at 38 is very much a play. McCutcheon 38 is not bad either, but I love Marte. Got Noah Mazzara in his power upside at 38. Same with Ian Happ. Don't mind either one of them. But Scott Shebler led off yesterday. He double-donged. I, I, I said it looked intriguing. For It's weird with him leading off. I love that. Now he gets pitches because there's guys behind him that can rake. Facing Porcello at 3,800. He's a good play, period. If he leads off, he's a really, really good play at 3,800 bucks. Uh, you go down. The Grandy Man's 38. Odubel Herrera is 38. They're okay. Mikey Matuk. Nah, we'll look else. But Delmonico at 37. I don't mind at all. Um, Garcia uh, at, for the White Sox at 37. Like him more versus lefties than righties, but still a good play versus Jason Hamill. I like that. I think the White Sox have a – they're on paper to have a big night. Jesse Winker, 37 versus Porcello. Adam Duvall as well for the power upside. Jay up 37. That's a cheap, cheap price tag there. My God. I know it's Verlander, but that's cheap for Justin Upton. $3,700. My Lanta. Farther down you go, Max Kepler, but it's a lefty, so make sure he's in the lineup. Sensu Chu's only $3,500. I love that play at that price tag. Adam Frazier's not bad either for Pittsburgh at $35, second base outfield, but that Chu at $35, great, great price tag there. Uh, Ender and Ciarte at $3,500 versus Blake Lively's very, very live in that one. And it gets interesting after this. Nick Williams at 3,400 is in play versus, uh, versus Newcomb. I don't hate it. Uh, Brandon Nemo at 3,300 versus Edwin Jackson. Probably hitting cleanup. Very solid play there for a lower-owned option like that a ton. Nick Markakis at 33. Another nice low-priced option for you here. Um, Boog Pal at 32 could be in play for you as a nice low play. Ben Gamble at 32 has upside as well. Robbie Grossman at 3100 still too cheap. The guy is a very, very good ball player. No one pays attention to him at 16 more points last night. Uh, it's, it's not always double-digits games, but he's got tremendous upside at that price tag, which I love. Love the upside guys down here. And when you get down to 3K and below, it gets dicey as always. Um, let's see if we can find a couple before lineups come out. Maybe no, I don't really want to fade Gibson with these guys. Um we got the likes of uh, Malik Smith if he cracks lineup again at 2700 I don't mind that at all. Uh, you got the likes of... Yeah, Malik Smith played really, really well last night uh, leading off. But then you got like Teoscar Hernandez, 2600 versus Tanaka. Cavillian's 26 versus Porcello. 
um, just kind of see what lineups come out. There's always guys that pop up down here that are really sneaky, like Lane Adams for Atlanta at 25. I like a lot. He gets on any runs, but he doesn't get on consistently. That's why he's priced down so low. So you got to pick your poison. Like Victor Robles, if he cracks the lineup 2,400, that's a tremendous play. He just He's so cheap because he never plays, but when he does, he plays well, and the, the talent level is huge. So check and see which lineups come out. There will be options, of course, at all the positions. Outfield usually – Outfield and catcher are usually your top punt options. Okay, pitching again. Recap above 10K, Verlander, Granke, Tanaka in the 8s and the 9s. Gray, Gibson, Hill, Bauer in the 7s. Samarja, Lackey, Estrada. Down below, Newcomb, Richards, Romano, Ubaldo. Let's take a look at your BVP and send you on your way. Caleb Joseph, 5 for 12 versus Cobb. Mark Trumbo, 5 for 18, two doubles. Seth Smith, 6 for 22 doubles. Machado's taking him deep twice. Scope, Trumbo, Alvarez as well. For Lomo, 6 for 14, two doubles, a triple and a homer off Ubaldo. Longoria, 7 for 22, two homers. Kiermaier and Cedic have taken him deep as well. Adam Frazier, I said, is interesting at 3,500 for the Pirates. He's 3 for 3 with a double and a homer off Waka. Jaso, 6 for 15 with a homer. McCutcheon, 13 for 34, 382 average. Two doubles, a triple and a homer. Uh, Freese is 6 for 13. Gregory Polanco, 7 for 22. Two doubles, a triple, a 318 average. Marte's got a double and a homer. Josh Bell's taking him deep. Lots of good averages. Could be a sneaky play in that matchup. Yadi Molina, 4 for 5 with a double and a homer off Noba. Jericho's taking him deep. Gritchick's taking him deep. Wong's taking him deep. For the Blue Jays, Steve Pierce, 5 for 15. Two homers versus Tanaka. Jose Bautista, 10 for 35. Three doubles, two homers, 286 average. Uh, Donaldson and Morales have taken him deep as well, but don't hit worth crap against him. Here's your one of your BVP people we'll talk about. Gary Sanchez, 4 for 13 off Estrada with 4 home runs. Aaron Judge, 5 for 12 with a double and a homer. Starting Castro's hitting 417, 15 for 36, 4 doubles and a triple. Todd Frazier's taken him deep twice. Didi's taken him deep 3 times. Headley twice. Matt Holiday once. Brett Gardner once. The Twins versus the Tigers. Mactic, 3 for 7 with a homer off Kyle Gibson. Kinsler, 11 for 37, a double and a homer. Romine's taking him deep. Miggy Cabrera's taking him deep. Eddie Rosario and Dozier have taken Daniel Norris deep. Daniel Murphy, 5 for 8 with a triple off Kasselman. Rendon, 5 for 10, 3 doubles. Michael A. Taylor's taking him deep. Eric Dame, 6 for 14, 2 doubles and a homer versus Lackey. Bandy, Santana have taken him deep as well. Same with Orlando Arcia. Brian Braun, 10 for 34. The double and three homers off of Lackey. Odebo Herrera, 3 for 4. Two doubles off Newcomb. Yomer Sanchez, 2 for 2. The double off Jason Hamill. Something to think about. Brandon Moss has taken Ronaldo Lopez deep. Mustakas has taken him deep twice. Uh, Pujol, 7 for 24. Three doubles and a homer versus Verlander. Trout's taken him deep twice. Overall, though, that team has hit really poorly against him. Uh, da, 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 da. Not much there. Chris Davis has two homers off Nick Martinez. Matt Joyce, Simeon have taken him deep as well. The line of the Shields, four for seven. Elvis Andrews, seven for 16. Two doubles off Graveman. Cincy Chu and Beltre have taken him deep. Same with Napoli. Nelson Cruz, 6 for 10, two doubles and a homer off Bauer. Zunino, Alonzo, and Seager have taken him deep as well. Seager hitting 400 against him. Kipnis, 4 for 9, the double and two homers off Erosimo. Lindor's taken him deep. Encarnacion's taken him deep twice. 
Chase Utley, 7 for 24, three doubles, a triple, and a homer off Samarja. Uh, Posey's 5 for 12, he's hitting 417. Pence is taking him deep off a hill. Remember, Posey, 2,600. Will Myers, 7 for 18, two doubles and a homer off John Gray. Carlos Gonzalez, 5 for 9 with a double and a homer off Lyles. Para, 8 for 16, four doubles. Amarista, 6 for 13. Lots going on there. And there is your BVP. And your quick hits for Friday, 15 games. Remember, check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. I'm on Twitter, at BDNTrick, to help you with your help with whatever you need. Big college football and NFL weekend ahead. UFC tonight, NASCAR, lots going on. Um, I'll be back on Monday as I will be out of town, so I can't record for you tomorrow. But uh, most people don't even care about the weekends anymore because it's football time. So we'll get that in on Monday. But more importantly, good luck. Check out all the good stuff on SD Radio and their other outlets. And just the website in general, thesportsdgens.com, tons of great articles. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your 15-game loaded edition for Friday, September 22nd. I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.